Welcome to a special edition of the Clients and Profits Feature Cast with Clients and Profits trainer Cindy Weston and Donald Johnson from Crystal Brook Consulting. Purchase orders also play an important part in yes. your cash flow and your billing process. I, I haven't seen a lot of agencies treat purchase orders as important as they should be because it's the only way you can do your projections. It's the only way you know what's coming in. It's the only way you can truly bill and know what's there. So what have you found in, in the industry as far as how to, how, to, how to get agencies to understand the importance of one, doing them, but two, paying attention to them when, as far as billing goes? Well, one of the things that myself and, and everyone at Crystal Brook Consulting mm-hmm. does is as part of our implementation consulting, we sit down and we talk about best practices. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there's 10 business critical things. You know, you want to make sure you understand how to bill and collect cash and et cetera. And purchase orders from our perspective is one of those top 10 business critical processes that it truly is. do. Yeah. Now, so once I explain the benefits the risks and the mm-hmm. consequence and the consequences of not doing it. Most of our clients sort of join the best practices bandwagon with us. Mm-hmm. My teaching, when I teach, I say, okay, here's the rule. It's really simple. If you commit agency dollars, uh, you know, if you commit right. to writing a check at some point to a, to a vendor, to a human, anyone, anyone, polar bear, yeah, exactly. Wild bear. <laughs> then y- you do a purchase order. You commit money, you do a purchase order. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that helps the AE go, oh, wait a minute, we've got, you know, additional illustration costs coming. Mm-hmm. It helps accounting know that we've got additional liabilities coming. It speaks to each person, whatever role they are, whether right. it be from an account service person or client uh, or a client right. or or finance leadership. So purchase orders, in my opinion, are in the top 10 must-do best practices of a firm. That's great. That's great. And I just wanted to point out, too, in the billing process, on the accounts receivable invoice, there are options to include the orders that have not been billed yet. So you can pre-bill them, even if you're progress billing. Correct. So you can pull it in. I just wanted to point that out because it's a really good feature that's uh, part of the accounts receivable invoice. So I don't mean to demean any any uh, departments in an agency as far as what they do and don't do. We're Obviously, we're teachers. We've se- we're brought in when it's the worst case scenario. So I'm not trying to demean anybody. I just want to make that point. I'm just trying to bring out the 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 powerful points that people oftentimes don't use in the program that can really CYA. Exactly. I mean, here's here's the thing. We don't know what we don't know. And so so as as consultants, as coaches, as teachers, you know, we come in, we 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 bring to the table what we've seen, the good, the bad, the ugly. And we share with you all of all of the things that a we've learned when I, Cindy because we've have seen both a lot of worked, ugly. <laughs> well, Cindy and I have both worked in an agency environment right, prior right. to to becoming coaches and teachers and consulting, and um, so we just we just bring bring a lot of candor and experience to the table and help you learn from basically what we've seen and from other firms, um, you know, the things that they've done well. You know, we, we understand and the things that, that we they wish they had done differently. So right. what we bring to the table, um, albeit it sounds like, you know, your mom telling you to eat your vegetables, what we bring to the table is is information that can benefit you that we've learned from a lot of – we've learned the hard way. Thank you for explaining that better than I was. I appreciate that. But, yeah, exactly. I'm, try, I'm not trying to, to do that. No. So I appreciate that. We talked about the billing process, but one thing that we missed or didn't 
fill in more was the closed. When is it truly closed? Please share your thoughts on this because I'm sure we have many. (laughs) Every agency has this question. Mm -hmm. When do I close a job? How do I close a job? What is the criteria? What is the review process before I close a job? First of all, let me say, if you do not want to leave your jobs open unended, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, It makes the lookup list long, even though you can filter them. It causes confusion. Um, And then they ignore, a lot of times then they're ignored because the list is so long. Right, they go into no man's land. So um, I recommend that you make it a part of of both your account service staff and your finance department to review and close jobs on a monthly basis, whatever Mm -hmm. that may mean to you. So the first thing you want to do is, you know, of those jobs complete, you know, we've done the, the progress bill, you just want to take a look at them, you know, or all, is all the time entered? Um, you know, we don't have any open, we don't want to close a job with any open purchase orders. We just want to make sure that we close that job. And then when we run our profitability reports on closed jobs, we know that they're accurate and they're final. When we run our job type profitability on, on closed jobs, we can start seeing more about the money that we're making on certain types of jobs. So it's very important to make sure those costs are, are in. Every, every, you know, Everything's there's a, complete. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that so so it must be also for, for And it job doesn't closing. just mean the production of it's done. No. Because it, it, it goes beyond the production closing. Correct. Right. Now, um, some people uh, prefer not to close a job until the accounts receivable last invoice is paid. I have a philosophy that that is what the accounts receivable aging is for. So I'm okay with closing a job prior to quote unquote all Because you still have a check and balance outside of the status codes. Right. To me, um, so basically you have an operational review of a job close. They notify finance, hey, I think this job is ready to close. What do you think? And in my opinion, only a, a financial person should be able to hard close a job. I agree. That's it's it's really important. Fiscal. Yeah. And again, it gives you that check and balance. Mm-hmm. Just like you have accounting, you have AE, but at least you have two eyes on it. Right. Deciding when it's closed or when it's not closed. Exactly. That brings up a good point. A lot of agencies, I think, would benefit by doing a postmortem in a production meeting. So once a month, whether it's accounting and the AEs or production, whoever, but once a month, if you print the job summaries and you do a postmortem on those jobs, you can see, well, we made we made $300 more over our gross on this job. This job, we lost $500 of gross we could have made. At least it it's proactive, which you and I agree is one of the most important things to running an agency well, it's proactive so that you can start addressing your estimates and maybe adding more to them or on that type of job, you have a good margin, you don't have to worry about it. But at least it shows you inconsistencies and it shows you places where you need to change the estimate or your thought process in the billing. So I just wanted to point out that I thought if agencies could do that, they would learn a lot from their jobs. Exactly. As part of the monthly process, both operational and financial, that we implement, we we call it lessons learned. Um, what, what we would recommend is you go in um, and take the top 10 jobs. You want to show the ones that you did well, mm-hmm. a few, and show the ones that we could have done better. And we present those, say, at a staff meeting. Mm-hmm. And we all talk about it. You know, 15 minutes of a staff meeting. Um, 
and then we we document the lessons learned and we put it in the job diary of those jobs so that when someone is going goes to review goes it. to review it mm-hmm. and i found it at a lot of the meetings that that happens at a lot of the aes start getting defensive because oh it's always my jobs that get pulled it's not to meant it's not meant to call anybody right. on the carpet. It's not meant to get people in trouble because it's not always the AE's fault mm-hmm. where something goes awry. What it's meant to do is educate the agency as a whole what we did so that right. you can analyze it forward better. Yeah. We want to know what we did well so we can replicate that and what could have we improved on so we do it differently. It right. could be anything. You know, responsibility equates to authority. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yes, the AE's responsible for the job, but they may not have been been have the authority to decide which creative hourly rate was was working on that based on the workload so i think leadership should facilitate those lesson learn meetings Mm -hmm. and and try to make it a neutral environment and talk about how the whole purpose of those lesson learn meetings is not who did what wrong but just to make it better just this to make a, it better yes this is this is about how do we do things better collectively Correct. and collaboratively Perfect. <laughs> it's not a blame game it's not a blame game so thank you so much donald and i really appreciate that thanks that, Cindy. Was, a, that was great thank you for listening to the clients and profits feature cast for more information about donald lynn and crystal brook consulting visit crystalbrook.net mm-hmm.